You are listening to Social Bees Radio, where we put the honey in the honey pots. I'm your director, the Rickster, and if you ever wanted to know everything and anything about Web3, crypto, or NFTs, you're in the right place. So fasten your seatbelt, get ready, and let's get started. Good morning, good morning, good morning. You are on the Morning FOMO Show, episode 29. Today I wanted to welcome uh, January Walker. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you doing today? Good morning. I am absolutely amazing and having an excellent time. So excited for today's show. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for coming up. Uh, it's, we're going to have got lots of information. I got some questions for you. We'll probably go through our community updates and do some of our cryptocurrency updates as well. Um, get to know you a little bit. Um, the host is FOMO Head, my husband. Um, how are you doing this morning, FOMO Head? Amazing, amazing. <clears throat> and then also welcome to January. Um, it was a pleasure uh, meeting you today. And then uh, I did was doing my research and I was reading about you. So I'm looking forward to uh, hearing from you about technology, how technology is going to hopefully solve a lot of our uh, American problems in the future. Um, yeah, that uh, that is a good point. Very good point. Hatsack, how are you doing this morning? I am doing great. Looking forward to kicking off my Tuesday. Yesterday was one of my days off, so kicking off my Tuesday here. Um, so I hopefully have a good, exciting week ahead of me. Let's welcome January again. I really appreciate you uh, popping up here and joining us this morning. Um, I popped into one of the spaces that you were hosting uh, last week. And got to listen in a little bit to things that you were talking about. And I noticed that you are um, kind of for the digital age and, and you're jumping into cryptocurrency and understanding a little bit of blockchain. So I was hoping we could kind of have a conversation around that. And uh, I would love for you to kind of tell everybody um, where you're at and your stance on things and just kind of introduce yourself. And just so you are aware, FOMO Head and I are from Arizona, so we're we're close to you. We're neighbors. Oh, that's excellent. And uh, I was just thinking during the introduction that I can see why you like FOMO Head since uh, he's quite funny with that uh, pull a muscle comment, uh, you know, so, so, so keep up uh, the humor. I love that. Uh, but yeah, so my name is January Walker, and I am a U.S. congressional candidate based out of Utah. I actually am the only candidate that lives in District 4, uh, which I thought was um, kind of like an interesting little tidbit uh, of information. By way of trade in the private sector, uh, I work for a large financial firm um, doing their cybersecurity. So specifically, this is going to be KYC, AML, uh, document verification, essentially uh, proofing that people are who they say they are and that we are interacting with that person. Um, I have been pioneering self-sovereign identity within this space as well. So everybody always wants to know what's my stake in Web3 if I don't hodl um, and I don't hodl due to employment, but uh, my, my stake is the de decentralized identity. And I'm very passionate about it because... Uh, I 
I'm a huge champion of personal privacy and I would love for in my lifetime, which I've never had, I don't think most of the people here have had, but I would love for once in my lifetime to have true personal privacy. And I, and I see this as a path forward on that. Oh, that's, you know, we just had a huge conversation. Um, I think it was just the end of last week over the soulbound token versus SSI um, and how the difference between the two and which one might kind of take over a little bit. Which one did you pick? Well, you know, I think that there's a bunch that has to be developed, but we, we kind of had a huge conversation. I think I would rather lean more towards the side of SSI because of the privacy fact, because the soulbound token doesn't seem to have much privacy to it at all. Yeah, so I, um, I actually agree with you on that. I think that the soulbound token has a lot of great use cases um, overall. Oh, and, and by the way, if I, if I talk a little bit too technical, it's because in the business world, I actually like build multi-million um, dollar solutions to multi-million dollar problems. So use cases is at the core of that. Uh, but um, I think self-sovereign identity, that it's that personal privacy piece that can be utilized and capitalized on uh, that, that will benefit us the most. So can I give you an example? Absolutely, please do. Perfect. So uh, when we look at personal healthcare information. We had our um, essentially a, a hundred billion dollar. Um, wow. It must be morning. Cause I'm forgetting this word all of a sudden. An organization company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So, along those lines. So essentially, um, uh, sector sector was legislated into existence around HIPAA. But I think the crucial missing part of that is you having full control of your personal health information. Instead, if you go to a provider, they keep your records and then you have to like ask them to have permission for your records. And then if you're like me, uh, where a few months ago, they asked me to send them a, a fax to request my records. And I'm like, do we live in 2022? Like, what is the point of the 21st century if I'm having to fax over a request to obtain my own, you know, you see where this is going. Um, but with this, by making some tweaks to the law, and, and I've gone through and I've kind of calculated this out, it topples $72 billion of that industry just by allowing people to hold their own personal health information. And when we look at SSI, because you don't have access outside of the wallet, it gives you true total privacy. Um, it's a prime place to hold that healthcare information for you. And then you have control over who sees it, who has access to it. Um, if you need to revoke it at any time you can. And I think that there, especially, you know, this year and some of the things that we've seen, there are many use cases uh, and reasons to have control of your personal health information. Oh, I absolutely agree. And, you know, and it's funny that you bring up um, healthcare information, because that was a huge topic during this conversation when we were talking about soul soulbound versus SSI, because my sister um, has a rare medical condition. And uh, she's constantly fighting with trying to get her medical records to everybody. I mean, she was even a medical case study for when she had to do surgeries because she has such complications and stuff. And she was talking about having an identity and protection around it so she could 
she could care for her own medical records and give them to who she needed. And that was, it's a, it's a huge thing for her. So she's really looking forward um, to that kind of transition happening. Now, one of the subjects that did come up when we were talking about that is um, kind of like the security around it, as far as when you provide the information to somebody and then you can take it back or how, how do how do we keep ourselves safe when we're when we're going around to providers or whatever? And, and I know there's a lot of developing technical stuff that's going to have to happen in the background. Um, but even as for me, what I, I work in law enforcement. So that's kind of one of the things, especially when you're dealing with criminal records and that kind of stuff, too. It's like, how do you is the normal or the norms going to be the same of restricted use for people to be able to see some of the privacy stuff, the HIPAA laws and all that stuff. How does that get into play um, when in the digital era? Sorry. So um, <laughs> I, I do see that many of the laws will probably stay similar in terms of who has access, who has those protections there. I think that we personally need to strengthen the laws around this a little bit. And um, this this really comes back to, you know, looking at personal privacy and what we are and are not afforded and what companies can have access to us on, which I'm so happy to take you through what that whole experience looks like and, and how, um, I guess, how and why I feel it's it's very concerning at this time. Uh, but, but ultimately, it should also limit government access to your healthcare records as well at this point, um, you know, employers and that kind of thing, because we're seeing that uh, there are ways to get around the laws today and we need to shut that off. Oh, I agree a hundred percent. FOMO head. Do you have anything to add? I like the technology. Uh, when that's a great word as a New York Italian cannot even say technology. Um, explain a little bit when you talk about the consumption of water, I like your environmentalist environmental stand on that. Do you think, uh, how does technology and the environment, all get together and work in harmony to actually solve any of these issues. How how could that work? Because you, I mean, you nailed your environment uh, comment. You know, with the water shortage, the consumption, the population, the the rise of uh, housing in areas that cannot sustain. I mean, we do things in America. That I, I mean, and again, this is not a, we are not uh, talking about politics. We're just talking about technology that you still look at things and go, why are we building so many houses when we don't have the water to uh, let these people drink? And then we're putting in these landscapes that are not, uh, you know, harmonious, harmonious with the uh, uh, environment. And then I'll even go one further. We talk about the environment. You talk about technology and wanting to, um, you know, get to a cleaner energy eventually. But we don't have the infrastructure to support said cleaner energy. So those are just kind of questions. So, you know, like I said, the floor is yours. How do we how do we meld technology and the environment in um two areas to actually solve both issues. Ooh, I love this. 
So water is, um, I, I picked like three priorities that it like, if I could only focus on three things, this is what I would do. So there was inflation, the last one was water, and then there was a um, people-centric government. So when we talk about the water crisis, which affects you and me a whole lot, because you live in Arizona, I live in Utah, there's about 13 states in the West that are affected by the water crisis that we're experiencing right now. And we're finding uh, that there's a lot of water usage that's playing into this, how we, um, how we lean into farming, the, the, cor the corrosion of uh, the pipes that we have around the state, um, tracking and tracing that water, specifically not knowing where it's going. And that is, um, that is very, very, very problematic. Uh, there was a, a whole book written about how uh, uh, the West should actually build out to work with the land on water. And that was all kind of thrown out. And now we have the cities that we have today. But the, the problem with this is, is we, as we built out, uh, we didn't keep track of all of the pipes and everything that was being built. And there was no collaboration or coordination between different governments. And uh, we really don't know where all the water is going. We just know that it's being used um, at an outrageous rate. Like, and I think you can see this is, and I'm guessing, um, but tell me if this is a safe assumption that you go through and you look at um, your water around the state, uh, like we have lakes and reservoirs, and then they just become empty and they're just dipping. Are you guys seeing that out there as well? Oh, absolutely. There's, there's nothing. Uh, we, we have these conversations uh, each and every day. There's not too much. Um, we always talk about hopefully we have a better tomorrow than today. There's not much better today than there was pre-COVID, if you will. Uh, you talk about water levels, you talk about uh, home building, you talk about, uh, I call these planned communities, and you're 100% correct. There's there's not one, as a matter of fact, I know for a fact, there's not one water supply in Arizona that's better today than it was a year ago. Right. So here's the solution to this. So I'm really glad that you brought this up. So first we need to understand where our water is going. And if we tie internet of things in with water metering and then tie that to blockchain technology, what you can do is you can actually trace, track and trace where all the water is going. And then if there's ever a leak, you can be notified of the leak before people notify you of a leak, right? So, you know, I was just thinking about the other day where we had a huge pipe burst out here and the water was on the streets for like two hours before it got reported and taken care of at the level that it needed to. And that, that's a lot of water to lose out, out in this area. But if in the future, if something like that happened, they would be notified immediately and then move forward. But the same thing goes for this water metering concept. And this isn't saying water metering like on your house or anything, because those technologies are already there. This is for the pipes that are tapping into the water supplies. And then by doing that, you can say, okay, this is how much water usage we're having here. This is what's being wasted. This is, you know, what's necessary. And then that enables these conversations around how much water reduction usage are, are the people going to have and what actually needs to happen here. So there's that piece right there. And then I've also, for farming activities, have proposed utilizing hydroflume technology. And what that does is it allows um, 
essentially the, the water to go directly to the crop instead of, you know, today they have, I don't actually know what they're called, but they have those large rolling machines that kind of spray water on top of the plant. So this, and a lot of times when that happens, you see a lot of evaporation, especially in our hot weather. So this takes the water directly to the root of the plant where it needs to be. Um, and then there, there are some other things, but, but ultimately understanding where the water is going, adjusting our activities to make sure that we are working with the land instead of against it is going to be crucial. And then it's also going to be, you know, and this is more at the, the city, county, state level. So not a lot that I can do about here, but I do think that we need to change our, our, our landscaping practices. Like for me, I'm required to keep grass in my front yard. And you can't let it, I don't even live in a nature way, but the city actually says like, you can't let it really go brown. So I've watered my grass five times this year and it's doing pretty well um, just because I, I, you know, I keep it healthy, but I look at other people that are constantly watering their grass and I'm like, oh, okay, we probably don't need to be watering our grass like this. But yeah, just a, just a few thoughts there. I appreciate it. That's awesome. And then uh, as I like, for myself, I want to thank you very much. And I do, we do even each and every day we talk about our space. We, we dream about a better tomorrow. We work extremely hard today. We learn from yesterday and we dream about tomorrow. So I cannot own that's a, that's a personal thing that I've lived my life by. Uh, it's called the three day plan. Um, I only live in three days. I do not know what's going to happen after that uh, tomorrow. Uh, so I learned from yesterday. I work extremely hard today and I dream about tomorrow and, um, I absolutely wish you the absolute best and, uh, in the future and, uh, all your endeavors come true. Uh, I want to thank everybody for joining our space today. Um, it's one of those times where you just talk about technology. We talk about blockchain. We talk about cryptocurrency. We talk about adoption and then, uh, here in Phoenix, we strive for excellence all the time, each and every day you get up. So um, here's our thoughts and uh, for a better tomorrow, for solutions to our problems. And uh, it would be amazing. So thank you very much, January. Absolute pleasure. Hatsack, would you like to uh, play us off with a, you know, motivational song to start the day? Absolutely. And I wanted to say thank you, January, so much for showing up. You are welcome to join in our space anytime you want. FOMO and FOMO Head and I are here Monday through Friday, starting at 7 a.m. Um, my sister and I sometimes will do a wild card Saturday um, off of the DKOS sisters profile, but you're welcome to join in anytime. Join the conversation. We go over the Social Bees University, which is our NFT community, and we talk about adoption education, current events in cryptocurrency, and solution-oriented um, ideas for problems that we have into a new future. So I want to say thank you and invite you back anytime you are welcome to join us. So thank you again very much. Thank you. All right, everybody. Let's get our day started, and we will see everybody tomorrow morning. Have a great day. You have been listening to Social Bees Radio, where we put the honey in the honey pots. Make sure to check out our next episode of Social Bees Radio. 
Until then, signing off. <laughs>